0: All right. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're here with another episode of the Cut the BS podcast. I'm here with Hunter Bratton. What's up? And, of course, I'm Matt Salerno. Um, and today our guest actually is Hunter Bratton. Oh. Um, so uh, I'm not sure if we've mentioned it in the podcast in between, uh, but Hunter actually ran a marathon uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, yeah. Three weeks ago. Um, He's been training for it for a long time and we thought it would be a good idea to have hunter as our guest since he obviously had a very interesting experience doing that Um, And there's definitely a lot we can learn from it. So, um, Hunter Would you like to start us off and just tell us a little bit about it? Like when you started training Mm -hmm. all that type of thing?
1: Yeah, so I Let's see. So I started running back in December um, and I Initially, I was doing it just like, shed a few pounds. But after, like, a month or so, um, I really fell in love with running, um, which is, I think, typically the case. If you can get over, like, the first two weeks of it, when it sucks, you end up enjoying it a lot. Um, so I kept with it uh, last semester. And that's, I ran a 10K over spring break um, with my dad. And I was like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Um, and afterwards, I... Like, I don't know, I I feel like I need to set up for another race. Um, And so I started looking um, at, like, what were some big challenges uh, that I could take on, because if I'm not challenging myself in some way, like, whether it be, like, with running or school or anything in between, um, I'm kind of just bored. And so um, I figured I had never done a marathon before, and I was like, huh, well, maybe this is, like, this this sounds kind of scary, Um, and so I signed up for the Chicago marathon. Um, but I wasn't just running a marathon. I was also fundraising for world vision, um, Mm -hmm. and the proceeds of which went to providing clean water for children in developing countries. And so that kind of gave me like, um, a deeper why, as opposed to like just running it for myself, which is like part of why I ran it. But, um, Mm -hmm. also it was to help those who are less fortunate, um, than I am. Uh, and so I started, so I hurt myself actually in April and I was out for eight weeks, which was really, I don't know, it just was not a very enjoyable time. Um, because for so long I had like like four months I had been running and I loved it. Um, but then I just overtrained, um, which I guess didn't surprise me since I was new to it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I hurt myself, I was out for eight weeks. I started training for it back in, let's see, I think it was the first or second or third week of June. Um, My training cycle was eighteen weeks long, which is pretty typical for a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, And most most of that um, was in the summer. And then I had like, I think like seven or eight weeks of training back here at school. Um, Then back three weeks ago,
0: um, went up to Chicago for the weekend and ran it. Wow, that's awesome! Thank you. Um, So eighteen weeks of training that it sounds like a short amount of time to me because I feel like that wouldn't be enough for me to get ready mm-hmm. to run a marathon. But 18 weeks sounds like a lot of time in terms of just normal human time. Yeah. Like 18 yeah. weeks to be doing like the same a, thing. Like a third of a week or a year. Basically. Yeah. So can you comment on what it was like? I mean, yeah, a third of a year, what it was like just pounding your body for 18 weeks um, I mean, I'm sure you had like off days and mm-hmm. recovery stuff like that, but I mean, I'm sure marathon training isn't anything slight. So, yeah. could you comment on what it was like having that motivation in the long term, um, over multiple weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you're right, 18 weeks is definitely a long period of time. Um, and actually, the so the plan that I was following since um, it was my first one, it was from this guy who's like a very experienced marathoner and who has a, he's like, a like a very well known coach, um, and for like getting people, you know, to successfully complete their first marathon or qualify for Boston, um, anywhere in between there. So the plan that I followed, it was um, I ran only it was only four days a week, um, and admittedly, like the mileage wasn't as high as what I was doing in the spring before I hurt myself. Um, so it wasn't as much as I was hoping for, but I think the biggest thing was that I wanted to be healthy throughout the entire cycle because like after being out for eight weeks, I realized how much it sucks to be injured. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, so I was kind of playing it safe. Um, just because I was like, if I get injured for eight weeks, like that's literally half my, half the cycle. And like, I would basically be screwing myself. Um, so didn't go as hard as I could have, which is something that I've learned, um, and going forward, uh, gonna gonna work on that. But, um, in terms of like staying motivated for the long haul, there are definitely, definitely days where, um, I didn't feel like, running or doing what I had to do, um, Mm -hmm. especially like on some of my long runs. Um, when I first, when I did like my first run longer than 10 miles, which is like the longest i had ever run before training for a marathon. Um, it was pretty intimidating because I didn't really know how I would do or what to expect. Um, but in the back of my mind, um, I knew, like I knew what I had to do because one, I was doing it for myself to, to get ready for the race. Um, and also like just to grow as a person, like I knew what I had to do. And like, if I didn't do it, like I would feel regret and I would know that I didn't put my best foot forward, which mm-hmm. is, um, for anybody who's ever had that feeling, it sucks. Um, and it's not really enjoyable. Um, so I knew that. And then also, um, since I was raising awareness for clean water initiatives, um, for children around the world, that was, that was like a, that was, a more important why to me than just for myself um because i just because i knew um like i guess I, I i know i don't know what it's like to be those children but i just know about like the depth of the problems um, associated with it and mm-hmm. how how big of an impact um what i was doing was going to have on you know these children's lives um and so that that was really what kept me motivated, I think, throughout. And like, they, I got this wristband from World Vision, um, and it's just just says like "Go farther together, um, Team World Vision." And so, like, every time that I didn't want to go, the I was like sort of like fighting myself to go on a long run, or just, like if there was a workout that I didn't really want to do, um, I just like looked at my wrist and like remembered why I was running um, and what I was doing it for.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure uh, when you're running and you probably wanted some water. Mm-hmm. you have in the back of your mind that, like, there's definitely people who... They have it way worse than yeah. me. like,
1: I can, after the run, like, I can just go home and get some water. Like, it's, like, it's something we take for granted. Um, that's, like, I learned to not take water for granted, even though, like, it's easy to. Yeah. Um, like, I can just go home after a run and drink however much I want. And then there are children who just, like, die of thirst. Um, yeah. Because they don't have clean water. Or they die from dise-
0: dirty water, um, which is really unfortunate. But Yeah. It's always a blessing when something happens to you where and you realize one of the little things that you take for granted like just having a roof over your head or food or yeah just anything
1: or like when you when you um like when you get sick like you get a cold that's like really bad Mm -hmm. you're like man this sucks i didn't realize how nice it like how how good it feels to be healthy until getting clear nose yeah yeah exactly and like that's something that like this entire semester, I've somehow avoided getting any colds. Like I don't want to jinx uh-huh. myself now, but like every, like once or twice a week, I'll just like reflect and be like, wow, like I'm very lucky not to have gotten sick yet this semester because last semester by this point, I've been sick like at least three or four times. It's just the worst feeling. So like just, that's something that I was really glad to get from, um from training for this marathon is that. I, I don't take as many things for granted now as I used
0: to. Yeah. And I'm sure it just helps put things in perspective. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah, which is always a good thing. Mm. Um, So I know you and I, we had a conversation after when you came back. Mm-hmm. um, And you mentioned, obviously, that this was one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then... I think one of the next things you said was you started talking about the next one you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, to most people, if they – like, they wouldn't want to go back and do the hardest thing they've ever done in their life, Mm -hmm. like, immediately after or start training for it. Um, So, can you comment on, like, that type of attitude and, like, like what it takes to have motivation like that?
1: Yeah, so I think – part of the reason I was talking about what I want to do next already is because, um, and this is something that I guess is, uh, I've acquired it like the past, I guess, ever since I started running like the past 11 months, um, or so. And it's just this idea that like in life you shouldn't really have finish lines. Um, like you should, you should like do something and you should enjoy it and you should celebrate it but you shouldn't get too comfortable um, afterwards and you should always be looking for something else to challenge yourself and to improve. Um, Because like with, with this, with my first marathon um, there were so many things that went wrong that I didn't know were going to go wrong until I showed up and I ran and afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So I learned a ton of things about like, how I can get better. Um, and knowing that I can get better, I can do better. Um, there's more to do in life. Uh, or like with my, with my, um, running, I guess like quote unquote career or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, but I guess, know there's more that I can do and there's room to improve. Um, and I feel like if I didn't act on that and I kind of, just guess was like, Oh, I guess ran a marathon. Like I'm not running for two months. Like I'm going to eat whatever I want for, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to do anything. And I just got comfortable and lazy. Like everything that I worked for and all the hard work that I put in, it would just be for nothing because I would like, I guess like you could say be like relapsing or something, Mm -hmm. um, back into like a worse way of life. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get comfortable, um, or I don't want really to get too comfortable. Uh, and I, I, I need to have something, you know, that I'm working towards that I'm challenging myself with because that's how I'll keep getting better and evolving. Um, not only as a runner, but also as a human being, um, like with mindset and everything.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure that's probably more of a blessing than not that a lot of things went wrong.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, I, it's like in the moment, um, you know, like towards the end of the race, uh, and I guess like a, for like a few, for like a little while afterwards, it was kind of disappointing. Um, and a bit upsetting that all those things went wrong and that like, I didn't realize what I now realize. It was like, wow, like if I had just changed, if I had changed these things or done this differently leading up to it, like it could have gone so much better. Um, but like you said, I, I do, th- I do consider it like, a, a blessing that I have these things to work on, um, mm-hmm. cause it will allow me to get better. Cause like if I had, if I had done like super well and like beat my goal and didn't have anything that I learned or anything to
0: improve on, like there'd be no point in doing another. One. Yeah.
1: It'd be like, okay, well I'm done. Like I'm just going to cash out now while I can, like while I'm still ahead and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, like sure i'll keep running but like why do i have to run another marathon because um, yeah. i don't have anything like, i wouldn't have anything to prove to myself whereas like right now i have a lot to prove to myself
0: mm-hmm. um and a lot to work for yeah so kind of speaking on that um a lot of sports are like they have long off seasons mm-hmm. or like long breaks um which like marathon running you probably have to take quite a long break before you run another one yeah yeah or like like in fighting usually they only fight like once or twice every year yeah. a couple years mm-hmm. um or even just normal sports like football basketball like yeah there's plenty of times like people train all year mm-hmm. for that one season yeah um and then they either have a horrible season or they lose on the last play mm-hmm. or right in the championship um so of course that time between failure and like That long span until their next chance to like prove themselves yeah um it's difficult Mm -hmm. so since you're kind of going through that right now not that you've failed but like yeah yeah, yeah, no there's there's disappointment yeah yeah um can you talk on like what is what goes through your head how you um how you deal with that and like like what you do in the meantime
1: yeah so
0: um I guess
1: afterwards when I realized that I didn't hit my goal for the race. Um, well actually, so I guess I had two goals going into it. One was obviously a time goal, but then the other was like an amount that I wanted to fundraise for world vision. Mm -hmm. So I, so I ended up like far surpassing my fundraising goal. Um, so I guess it was like the experience as a whole was like a half win, a half loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, I feel like the fact that I raised way more for World Vision than I expected to kind of outweighed the fact that I didn't hit my time goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like how I'm improving going forward is going to be on my like on my running and time, like not on fundraising because mm-hmm. I don't know I will do that again at some point, but not in the foreseeable future. Um, but anyway, so sorry can you like repeat part of the question <laughs> I got a little sidetracked
0: um basically just like how do I deal with like the offseason going forward yeah like like when someone loses mm-hmm. even just like in a season you lose a game yeah. and you have to wait an entire week before the next mm-hmm. one like you get embarrassed in the game yeah, yeah like Notre Dame football got embarrassed by Michigan so the whole week leading up to Virginia Tech like that's that's tough to deal with because people yeah, are yeah. still pounding on you and like mm-hmm. you know you're ready to bounce back but like just that patience. I think patience is the word. I'm okay. Kinda, yeah, patience. Like patience. Like mm-hmm. like how you deal with working through patience.
1: Yeah. So I I think that um, afterwards I was beating up on myself and I was like I, I, I just I didn't want to accept the fact that I did that I didn't hit my time goal um, mm-hmm. and that I didn't do as I hoped and so. That was, that was kind of, that was hard for like a week or two after, um, probably like a week, like for the, for the week leading up to fall break, um, I was, it just weight on me and I kind of was pushing it off and didn't really want to acknowledge it. Um, but eventually I was like, you know, like the past is the past. What's done is done. I can't fix that. So I had to kind of like come to terms with myself that like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get the time you wanted. Um, and like I have. Like I have races, my my next race is planned for me. Um, and so leading up to those, you know, with, with the first one, not going as I had hoped all I can do really aside from obviously putting my best foot forward is all those things that I learned, like, what did I do wrong? Um, like nutrition wise, like I should have been a hundred percent plant-based for the whole training cycle, or I should have been running more like six days a week, um higher mileage uh just like logistics of race day um like getting there on time giving myself plenty of time so i'm not rushed not stressed um just all these things that i've learned i have to make sure that i actually put them into practice and not have them just be something that i write down on a piece of paper and say like oh this went wrong and that's that because if like i learned the if i have these things that i know i can do differently and I choose not to do them and then on my next race I don't do how I I, I don't do how I wanted to like mm-hmm. it's all my fault because I didn't I knew what I had to change but I didn't change them um so all I can do when I start training um again which is going to be like in a week um cuz I'm taking some taking time off just so my body can recover um right now all I can do is make sure that I put what I learned into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you said, be patient because like, yeah, I want to prove myself, but I, I can't rush the process. It's kind of like, you know, you have to like, I guess, quote, trust the process and, um, appreciate the journey like while you're going through it because, um, the journey is more important than the destination. Like that might sound cliche, but mm-hmm. like run, I like, trained for a marathon and you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, It's very important to be present in the process and to um, be patient and to just put your best foot forward. You know, um, do the thing, make the changes that I know I need to make, and come next race day,
0: show up, put my best foot forward, and just let the results speak for themselves. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you mentioned that about like making sure to not just say oh this went wrong and then move on because mm-hmm. um, I mean especially in sports when people watch so much film um, but also outside of sports like if you have a failed marriage or like a failed business like yeah. it hurts and a lot of times people want to just like move on and not like just let that be in the past and not look back at it but like the most important thing is to go back into that yeah and as embarrassing it. or painful yeah and like see what went wrong and make changes because like, otherwise you're going to have to deal with that hurt or failure or whatever it is again. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, it's like Einstein
1: said, if you do the same thing over and over and over and expect different results, like that's insanity. So yeah. like if I were to just keep doing what I did for this, uh, for this race going forward and just keep getting the same results, like the only person I can be mad at is myself cause I'm not changing anything. Yeah. You know, if you want, if you want different results, you need to change, what didn't work going forward. And that's, that's true for literally anything you do in life. Like if you're studying for an exam and you do poorly on it, and then you go back and look at why did I do poorly? Like what, how could I have studied better? You know, Mm -hmm. make that change for your next exam. And then if you do better, it's an indicator that like, oh yeah, like that change actually worked Mm -hmm. or for sports teams, like you, like you alluded to, um, that, that, I guess process or
0: idea, like, applies to literally anything in life. Yeah. Also, talking on the process, it's, like, I feel like society is so focused, is, like, so outcome-focused, mm-hmm. which, like, is understandable. Yeah, it's reasonable. Not that the outcome is the only thing that matters, but, like, the outcome is, like, it's, like, the face of everything. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. what you see. Yes. Um,
1: you don't really learn much from the outcome.
0: Yeah. It's kind of
1: like... Th- like my mom said, um, she said it's like the, uh, the icing on top. Mm-hmm. You know, like you put in the hard work. Exactly. And that's what matters. That's where you learn about yourself. Um, yeah.
0: And, and ha- like the result is just cherry on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, this is going to sound really cliche, but <laughs> if you go through the entire process of preparing for something mm-hmm. and you give 100% and you do everything the right way, you're perfectly disciplined, um, then the outcome really isn't, like, not that it's not in your hands, but, like, yeah. if someone beats you because they're more talented or have more resources, then you still did everything you can. And, yeah. I don't know, I feel like that's why the process is so much more yeah. important, especially yeah. in sports, because oh, yeah. if you prepare and do everything the right way and you still lose, mm-hmm. you should still have pride in the fact that, like, yeah. You did everything you could. Yeah, like, if you put your best foot forward on a daily basis, and you
1: give it your 100% effort, like, you leave everything on the table, like, at, at the end of every training session, at the end of every practice, and when you show up for your game, and the competitor outdoes you on talent, or maybe they they just, I don't know, they're better for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like, you... you if you put your best foot forward, you can't be mad because like, you gave it your best effort. And now if you didn't put your best foot forward and you shortchanged yourself, then you have reason to be mad. And that's something to learn going forward. Cause I, I feel like, and like, I personally feel that I could have done better in my training. I next going forward, you know, I, I have more to give, um, and more to do. So like, that's why, that's what weighed on me so much is that like, I, I wasn't, compl- I was trying to evaluate, like, did I put my best foot forward on mm-hmm. all these on all these aspects that I could I could have done better on um and i, I I'm not sure that I did and so that's yeah. what, that's that's what got me um, but that's what I'm gonna
0: be sure that I fix you know for the future yeah um I'm not sure who said this I'm sure plenty of people say it and claim mm-hmm. it as their own but uh you should never be beat by effort or discipline yeah because um, those two things are always 100 percent in your control mm-hmm um kind of running with the theme of discipline um do you think that the discipline you developed in training for this mm-hmm. spilled into other areas of your life oh yes. or yeah can you talk on that
1: yeah definitely so I, I i guess being a student the most uh applicable or obvious thing that it's carried over into would be with school Um or even like going to like clubs, like extracurricular stuff. Um, so with school, like you know, when I when I have a quiz or an exam or just like homework to do, um, but I don't want to do it. Uh, like I built that, I guess like the, the the mind muscle or brain muscle, whatever it is that like when there's something that I have to do that I don't want to do, like I know that I have to do it, and then if I don't do it. I'm shortchanging myself, so I do it. Um, and I, I definitely didn't have. I, I don't think I had this uh, like brain muscle or whatever it is um, developed last fall at all. Like if I didn't want to do something, I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't care because I was like, oh, like I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to. And th- you think that would be that. But now, when I have something on my schedule that I have to do um, for class or for like projects I work on outside of class and I don't do it, I just feel bad. And like, mm-hmm. cause I know that I have to do it. Um, and so I've, I've, I've noticed, um, that I think in that regard, um, you know, whatever I say, I'm going to do something now, I, I do it. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I put my best effort into whatever I do. Um, and I just make sure that I get it done because, you know, it's it's like we we have we we have to do what we must, not what we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do what we must every time, then things should theoretically always go in our favor and work our way.
0: Yeah, I think that also gives you a huge advantage over the rest of the population of mm-hmm. being able to do things you don't want to do. Yeah, because like, I mean, we're already lazy as a population, but I think it's increasing. Yeah. Um. At least that's how it seems. Hmm. Um. And like. Just being able to get up and do the things you don't want to do. Like you, you trained early in the morning, which yeah. for 99% of the population, they don't want to get up early. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think just being able to learn, exercise that muscle, like you said, mm-hmm. um, is like a huge leg up yeah, on everyone else. It's
1: kind of like how um, when we were interviewing Vaivov about a month ago or so, how he talks about how he does something uncomfortable every day Mm -hmm. and of course uncomfortable is different for everybody but that's sort of what um what I go for because like if I can do something uncomfortable that I don't want to do like that'll carry over into other aspects of my life um and so like like for the month of November I'm trying to do something like something uncomfortable I that I like hate every day. Yeah. Um, it's like one thing a day. So I can like keep exercising that muscle. Yeah. Um, like whether it be like taking a cold shower or like waking up extra early or just whatever it is, you know, cause if you exercise that
0: muscle, it will pay dividends Yeah, um,
1: in all aspects. For so. sure.
0: Like with vibe like he made himself so uncomfortable that like he became comfortable doing things that were exactly. uncomfortable. exactly you, you get comfortable
1: being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Like that story he told about the wedding of how he just yeah, like he asked was like her asking, a random he's
1: person. like, Hey, can I come to your wedding at the
0: Basilica? And she was like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. After having that conversation with him, I was thinking like, wow, like how much easier would life be if I had that same mentality that he has of like, like nothing, like nothing makes you uncomfortable. Like you're just fine with being uncomfortable. And like, yeah. I feel like I could do anything like, I just wouldn't care. You know? Exactly, like, like it
1: wouldn't phase you. Like most people, like you know, taking like a, all the way cold showers, like the like would be awful. But yeah. Like if you're comfortable doing uncomfortable things, like yeah, it sucks, but you can get through it because you can and it can endure anything that's put before you.
0: Yeah, a lot of times when uh when there's something I don't want to do, but like I know I should do it mm-hmm. because there's like a goal or something I want. Yeah. Um, I don't know who said it, but I, I think to myself, comfort zone is where dreams go to die. Whoever I've heard that one too. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's true. Like, if you just stay in your comfort zone, you don't reach out to people. You don't go do things that you don't want to do. I mean, yeah. if if you only do things you want to do and you expect that to reach your goal, then mm-hmm. anyone can reach that goal.
1: Yeah, because, like, if I, if I had, like, if, like, when there were days I didn't want to wake up at, like, 4.30 and go run, like, 20 miles. yeah. And I didn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't have even finished my race, let alone, like, hit the time that
0: I wanted. So. Yeah. I wish there were goals out there that everything you had to do to achieve it was something you wanted to do. It was, like, in your comfort zone. Dude, yeah. That'd be, the, that'd be the easiest thing ever. Like, everybody would be achieving their goals. Yeah. But, but, but then it wouldn't be worth anything. Yeah. It's like, if everybody can
1: do it, what's the point?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it was Muhammad Ali who had the quote. They asked him, like, how many sit-ups he does in training. And he says... He like kept going until like it hurt so bad that he had to stop, Mm -hmm. and then he would do fifty more or something like crazy like that. Like he would go until failure. (laughs) Yeah, it's like wow, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you just gotta just just give it your all. Yeah. Um, so moving on to like the race day. Mm -hmm. Um, could you tell us about like what happened leading up to it, during it, like what you were thinking? Because it's like a three to four hour event so yeah yeah depending on and you said you didn't listen to music so i don't know no, what could I have didn't. possibly been going through <laughs> your head All yeah right.
1: so um i guess i'll like start the day before so my parents came up and picked me up um around noon it was the day of the usc game which was unfortunate that i had to miss but mm-hmm. obviously you know i couldn't do anything about it so they picked me up we got lunch drove up to chicago um you know just talking with them having a good time we checked into our actually no sorry we had to go to the uh the race expo to get my packet um they had like my shirt my bib um my bag that i could take for like with clothes and stuff Mm -hmm. to the uh event the next day we went to our hotel um my the ritual that i had like the night before every single one of my long runs was to do like a full body stretch for like half an hour and then to roll out, um, for like another 15 to 20 minutes. So once we got settled into the hotel, I went down to the, um, to the fitness center and did that. After that, we got dinner, um, and awesome dinner, um, some good plant-based stuff at a place there in Chicago. And then after that, we, we went to Trader Joe's cause I needed some food for the next day for after the run. Um so we did that. And then I think so Chicago is an hour behind us. Um but like I was on Central time so I had to like get used to that, I guess. So like mm-hmm. I went to bed I think it I think it was like 8:30 their time, so like 9:30 our time because the race started at 7:30 Central time, which would be like 8:30 in the morning Eastern time. Um so like I went to bed at 8:30 um I slept surprisingly well. I got up like one time of the night
0: mm-hmm. to
1: pee. Um, I know like a lot of people say they have like they they can't sleep the night before a race because they have like the jitters or yeah. the bugs, whatever. Um, thankfully, I didn't have that, uh, and so I think I got up like four fifteen the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have
0: it when you woke
1: up? N- no. I think I was very focused when I woke up. Um, I usually don't check my, like, I, I sleep with my phone airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't take it off until I, until breakfast time. But I looked at it, um, when I woke up cause like I just wanted to see like if I missed any texts and uh-huh. I, I had like probably 10 texts from people like saying like, good luck or like yeah. sending me things. Um, and my brother sent me this clip from one of our favorite movies. It's called miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I just, like, went to the bathroom and watched that. And, like, after that, I was very focused, very, like, in the zone, like, ready to go. Um, and so I, let's see, like, you know, got ready, went into the hallway, did. So, like, there's this breathing routine that I do, like, the Wim Hof method thing. Mm-hmm. So I did that. But when I started doing that, I couldn't focus, and I got, like, a little jittery. So like, uh. I was, like, whatever, like, I'm not going to worry about it this morning. Um. So I, 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 had a had a Bar and a banana. That was like my, that was my breakfast. And then I went downstairs, um, got on a shuttle. The, the shuttle was supposed to take me like all the way to where I needed to be, but like they stopped like a mile away. So mm-hmm. I had to like walk a mile to where I needed to be at the world vision tent. Um, and I had no clue how to get there. So like, I had to like, like my, my Google maps like told me that way wrong thing. So uh-huh. I, I'm sure that was
0: good though to get your legs a little warmed up or at least your body kinda,
1: but I didn't want to burn through more calories than I had to because like I needed all the energy that I could, could get. Um, so like I, I went in through one of the security checks to the park, but I, it was like the wrong one to get to where I needed to be. Like I couldn't access the path to the world vision tent, where i entered and i didn't realize this because like people told me like oh yeah I just go that way so like by the time i realized it i had like five minutes to get to the tent before um bag check-in was like over Mm -hmm. so like i had to sprint out of where i was and like run down the like two blocks to get in and so I, i i think that played like a minor role in in my um like not favorable result Mm -hmm. um with the race because like i was like it like like, it was like i was i was panicked i was like i was getting stressed out like the heart rate was like higher than it needed to be so i was like even though i gave myself plenty of time to between like leaving and to get to the tent i was just like i was flummoxed i was just like oh my gosh this is terrible like this is awful. So I finally checked my bag in Then I had to like put on my, like my running belt, my heart rate monitor, get all my food ready, my water bottle, like the electrolyte tabs ready to go. Um, and so I was in Corral C and like usually charity runners are pretty slow and like in the way later corrals. So, um, I was the first corral to walk over from the tent. It was like A, B and C all going together. Um, and I had to pee really badly. And I was going to pee before we left, but I didn't have time. So like, Mm -hmm. I just was like, whatever. So we, we all walked over to the, uh, start corrals. We got in, um, and I, like I, I saw the line for the bathroom. It was like at least 20 minutes deep and the race was going to start in like 10 minutes. Uh So I was like, well, whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to stop at the first, at the first, uh, bathroom station. But I saw like a bunch of guys peeing on this fence. So I was like, "Well, I'm a, I'm a guy, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do it too, like whatever." Uh, so thankfully, I was able to do that. But um, after that, got in the uh, got in my corral. One of the things that hurt me is that I wasn't back. the so back at the hotel at like 5:30 in the morning, I did like a little warm up mm-hmm. um, just to get loose, blood flowing. The problem was um, by the time that I got to my star corral it was two hours later so uh-huh. obviously i wasn't still warmed up um so i wasn't very loose like my there wasn't much blood flowing um i was kind of tight and i think that's that's another thing that i did incorrectly um that i learned uh going forward and so i was i was kind of i wasn't stiff but i just wasn't very loose um the heart rate was a little high like kind of stressed like I had a million things running through my mind just between those and, like, how they were going to affect my performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, the race started... uh, First, it was, like, the elite runners, then Corral A, then B, and then C, which is what I was in. Um, So we got running, and, like, the first, like, two minutes was, like, was fine. Like, we, like, went under this, like, little bridge, like, tunnel thing. Um, And then when we came out of that, it was... There were just people, like, on... like everywhere like on both sides of the street just like screaming and yelling and like cheer obviously like they were cheering us on and stuff Mm -hmm. um the problem is like with all my runs it was like you said I don't listen to music so it was just me and my thoughts like on every run that I did and I'm used to being able to like hear myself think and just like you know think to myself like like observing my surroundings or like just random things that are going on in life or like just like being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I literally couldn't hear myself. because It was so loud. Um, so like over the first six miles, people were just like, you know, like screaming, going crazy. Another problem is that, so my GPS watch, my Garmin it, um, because we were in the city and there's so much like concrete, like the buildings and like under that little tunnel thing, like the pacing was way off. Like it said that I was going at like a six minute mile. Uh huh. And I was obviously going, I was going at like probably, I don't know, like maybe like eight minute mile at the beginning or something. Um, so like it was way off and I couldn't pace, I couldn't get a sense of my pace. So like every mile marker I ran past with the time I had to like do some quick math, to like figure out what my, what my pace was. Yeah. And so that really threw me off. So like the first six miles were honestly was awful. Um, cause I couldn't hear myself think my pace was off. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I should, I should have expected that. Cause like it's one of the Chicago is one of the major marathons, like six, marath- six majors. So like, I should have been totally ready for that, but I wasn't. Cause it was kind of my ignorance, um, of being well, a first time marathoner. I
0: understand like the noise, but I don't know how you could have been ready for your thing to not work.
1: Yeah. That, 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 that I couldn't have really done. Um, I, I somebody did tell me that I like, kind of got wacky, but I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, so, I was kind of just, like, being almost late to to the tent, plus, like, the pee, plus the GPS, plus the noise. Like, I was, like, way thrown off. uh uh-huh. <laughs> And I was not expecting any of that. So, like, it was definitely, like, a lack of... I don't know if it was a lack of preparation, but, like, just lack of expectations or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Which is so, fair. I mean, it was your first time. Yeah. And so... I guess around like six or seven maybe eight I kind of got into the groove of things um, and I was just going and like honestly I do not remember what I was thinking about I was trying I was trying to stay present um, and just in the moment and like as I like, ran past like people like like the people cheering or something like I was like think I'd be like, why wow, that's interesting like so, like the, at mile 8 there was like a there's like always this group of people who are like Irish or something, but they dress up as like leprechauns and you know, they're like dancing and like singing and stuff like the to support the runners. And I was like, Oh, well that's cool. Like I, I guess. Um, and th- thought wise, like I was, I was like, I do like, I do these body scans, to, like see like how I'm feeling. Like if there's any like weird pain points in my body. Um, other than that though, like I was repeating some of my mantras to myself. Um, but I, it was too early for that really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say from like miles one through seventeen or eighteen, like my pace is pretty solid um, i I wanted to negatively split the race so like run the second half faster than the first half, but that ended up not happening so around mile eighteen or nineteen um I the course is extremely flat and so like with that I like, you're just pounding the co- quads constantly, constantly, constantly. There's no change at all in mm-hmm. um, the terrain. And so, like, around 19, my body really just started feeling it in the in the quads. Um, was
0: that when you realized it was the hardest thing you'd ever done?
1: Not quite. So, or, once I got out of, like, the city, my GPS watch was pretty accurate with my pace and Uh so i I would like every mile when it would buzz to give me my time i would look at it and so i was keeping track and so like after mile 19 or 20 um i didn't bonk which is like where you run out of energy like carbs and stuff Uh but i definitely hit the wall mentally um which i was not expecting um just because i I don't know i just like oh it's not gonna hit me like i'm fine Uh, but I, I, I hit the wall mentally and from mile 21 or like 21 and a half to the end, I was just like, I was so drained. Um, my, like my pace, like, like slowly got gradually got slower. Um, I was just, that, that's when I realized it was the hardest thing that I'd ever done because usually like in all my runs leading up to it, I hadn't felt any like quad pain, but like from 21 and a half on, it was just every step was pain in the quads. And I just, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't I was miserable because like I was trying to like be present and like enjoy the, like, you know, this beauty and the suffering. Uh-huh. So I was enjoying, like I wasn't, in, I just, yeah, I was enjoying the moment and like being very present. But at the same time, because of all the pain and my lack of preparation for it, I was very focused on the finish line and I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, like when am I going to be done? When is this going to be over? And there were, I think like one of the biggest things that weighed on me, um, post race was like, there were three times where I stopped and walked for like a minute or two, uh-huh. um, for the first two times. And like the last time was like 10 seconds or something. But like that just really weighed on me because like I didn't want to stop at all. But like, I don't know, it just, it just got so hard. Like my paces dropped off, which, which wasn't expecting kind of, kind of hurt, but I don't know, it was, it was just, it was very, just, I don't even know how to explain it honestly. Like you just had to go through it to to know what I'm saying. And so once I got to like the, the very end, like I I had wanted to sprint the very last, like, you know, 800 meters, which is like half mile, but I was like, you know, if I can just finish this thing without like walking like if i can just you know get to the finish line i'll be good and so i did um got to the finish line and, like afterward like some like sometimes people will, like uh i guess will, like fall on their knees and like be like oh my gosh i just finished <laughs> that wasn't me i was like like i'm done like i can finally walk and no consequence to it um and like all of a sudden like i feel like these are like a bundle of emotions because like there was, like, joy that I was done, like, joy that I finished my first marathon, but also, like, I almost immediately felt, like, the regret of, like, just things not going as planned and, like, like wow, like, the, like you messed up here. Like, you could do yeah. better. Like, I just, it was, like, just all kinds of emotions inside of me. Like, I didn't know how to feel. and like, I was kind of cold because it was windy. Um, and it was just... I was very, I was also kind of like confused. I was like, wow, like might like, w- like what's going on? Because like when I, I, was around, so like, overwhelmed. I just, yeah, I was over, I was just overwhelmed. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was a, it was like a beautiful moment, but also it was, just, I don't know. It was, it was a lot to handle
0: at once. Yeah. That's, uh, uh. <laughs> that's crazy experiencing all those emotions yeah. at once. But I mean, not very many people can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, props to you on oh, thank you. all of that <laughs> because I know I would have walked the entire thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so how did you, like, celebrate slash recover right after the race? Yeah, Like, did you, I feel like, I don't think I would have been the person who, like, laid on their back and, you know, was a mm-hmm. drama queen, but I feel like I would have, like, sat down or something. Did you just, what would you do?
1: Yeah, so, so they were, like, so we, they gave us our medals as we were walking across like, uh, there was the photographer taking pictures of us with our medals. And I was like, okay, like I'll stand here. I was, I don't even know if I was looking at the camera cause I was yeah. like, I was trying to get back <laughs> to the tent so I could see my parents. We were also kind of like in a time crunch to get out of the city and back to school. But, yeah. um, but no, so, um, I looked for food immediately because I usually, after finishing a run, don't feel hungry immediately like after that i could just tell that like my stomach needed food so i yeah. got like an apple ate like half of it ate a banana um they had some protein bars so like i tried to i tr- one of the mistakes is that i wasn't 100 plant-based in my training um and after i like, ate like ate the fruit they gave us like there were some there were some protein bars um that had whey in them so like they weren't vegan but i was like you know like Yes, it'd be ideal if these were vegan, but like, I'm so hungry right now that I just <laughs> don't care. So I just ate, I, I ate like two of those. And then went back to the, like, I finally got out of the, um, out of the park and went back to the tent where I needed to be. Um, very slowly, like my quads, like every step just afterwards just hurt, 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 hurt. And like my bones, like my, 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 left ankle is still like recovering from like the, just the pounding.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, I, I, I couldn't sit down because I knew if I did I was going to get back up so I was like alright just got to keep walking stay on the feet um, in the tent they had some like Chicago style pizza for uh, after we finished like obviously that's not vegan either but I just needed calories so I was like alright I'll take some pizza so I just ate it um, I kind of felt bad about that but then you know, I was like you know what like it's okay like next time I'll whatever so yeah. I ate that I, I had like a I had like a vegan protein cookie in my little, in my drawstring bag that I wanted to have after the race. I got that. And then like after we got back to the hotel, I ordered some pasta, um, for the road and ate that. So basically my recovery that day was just eating a lot of food. Um, and I was like, I was, I I was proud that I finished, but I also like felt the immediate, uh, I guess regret that. There's so much more that I can do going forward. Um, but I tried to stay present in the moment. Cause like, I didn't want to like, f- like I wanted to, I wanted to celebrate what I had done, right. But, but the, I wanted to like make sure that I didn't celebrate too long. Cause if I celebrated too long, you know, yeah. like for like two weeks or something of eating whatever or not running like that, that just like wouldn't be good. And
0: like, could, like I said earlier, I just couldn't get too comfortable. Yeah. So what's the next step then in your journey? Like where are, I'm assuming I know you're going to run another one. Oh yeah.
1: hundred percent. Um, so right now what I'm, okay. So like over fall break, I was like, okay, like I'm going to start training again. Um, so like I ran every day of fall break and I was out in Colorado. So like the elevation is a lot higher out there obviously yeah. than you no know, by 10,000 feet. Um, like after getting back, like I, I, could, I felt some chest pain and some tightness, uh, so I called my parents since they were both in the medical field. And they're like, "You need to take more time off because like I didn't recover enough." So, all of last week I took, I took off, and then this week I'm also taking off. Um, but starting Friday, I'm going to do like in a little informal training cycle, like trying to improve my 5K, excuse me, uh, my 5K time, and then. Like right after Christmas break ends, um, because that training cycle is going to last about eight weeks or so. It's like once you get back from Christmas break, I am signed up for a mini marathon back home um, with the Kentucky Derby Festival. And that's going to be in, it's the week before Derby, so like the last week of April. Um, And then after that, so I'm hoping to study abroad next fall in Rome um, and one of the major world marathons, one of the other six is Berlin. And that happens the last Sunday of September. Um, speaking of that, actually the New York city marathon, one of the other major ones was today. Um, so shout out to anybody who did that. Um, congrats anyway. Uh, so I'm hoping to get into the Berlin marathon, um, for next fall, but if I can't get into that, there's this, So an ultra marathon is anything longer than the 26.2, like a regular marathon. Um, Uh There's an ultra marathon in London that's 55 kilometers. So that's approximately, let's see, 5k times 11. That's like 33 miles or something, um, I think. And so if I can't get into Berlin, I'm going to sign up for the uh, London ultra marathon and do that because like ultra marathons just I don't know. Like they're a whole different beast. But like, I know that if I train, like I can do it. So I, so I'm trying to figure out what my, what after I'm trying to figure out the next step after my mini is. Cause like mini marathon, like if I do it right, it'll definitely be a challenge. But you know, like I said, I have to have, I always have to have something else I'm training for. Like afterwards, you know, you can't get too comfortable. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a matter of what happens with the, uh, with Berlin or this ultra. So very excited for those just because like, I don't know. I, the, I just want, I want to be able to use everything that I learned and change it going forward. Yeah. So I can
0: see how my results differ. Um, so other than this podcast, where can people follow along or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my personal Instagram is it's Bratton. It's B R A T T O N. Um, I think I'm public on there. I had a, I had, like, a food slash running account called, like, Bratton Eats, but I haven't really been able to use it this much this semester because, like, I guess don't have time for it. Um, my personal account is definitely the place to follow along um, as I post some updates on there. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where to find me.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure all of our many listeners will yeah. make sure to follow you, and, of yeah. course, they'll be on the podcast listening. So. Yeah they'll hear about it here too, Exactly. but, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you, Hunter for sharing your experience. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast.
1: Yeah. Hit that,
0: hit that button, everybody. (laughs) Yep. Let us know what you think and, uh, have a great week. Yeah. See you next week.